Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. FM 104's Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Shalong. Dr. Jennifer Wider joins us on the line again this evening. How are you, Doc? I'm good, guys. How are you? We're great. Oh, doing fantastic. After a very eventful weekend, drinking lots of orange juice responsibly and stuff. We, we were at a radio <laughs> award show and we talked about this earlier on, but someone, and we don't know who, got arrested. They did. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's crazy. It I, wasn't us. I, I like to say <laughs> um, it's the equivalent of like the radio Oscars. It's definitely nowhere near that level of glam, but someone was carted off in an ambulance and someone also got arrested. Yeah. So it was good fun. Oh, my God. Well, a huge congratulations, you guys. It's very exciting. <laughs> yeah, I know. Now, I believe... <laughs> and, see- and congrats that it wasn't you. <laughs> Yay. Yeah, I don't know. Congrats, commiserations. We would have made the headlines with that. You know, it would have been some true. good PR <laughs> if we have got arrested. And we'll try next year. Yeah. Uh, we'll kick up a storm. And any headlines are good. That's right. There you go. No <laughs> such thing as bad press, bad publicity. Doc, you wanted to talk tonight about some of the strangest phobias you've come across or know about. I mean, we, we've talked about this sometimes there's a lot of people with a lot of strange ones out there but what are some of the weirder phobias that you've ever had to either come across or deal with you know you know it's really funny when you talk about phobias everybody has one and and the people that don't have one are lying to you so if you look at you know the statistics all of us have some sort of phobia and just to break it down it's like an irrational disabling fear so the more common ones as we know are probably flying public speaking is the most globally feared phobia you know across across the world Public speaking really scares people, a fear of dying, driving, claustrophobia, snakes, spiders. All of those are really, really common. But some of the weirder phobias that I've seen uh, either diagnosed or have read about, which is mind-blowing. The first one I wanted to talk about was the fear of needles or injections, which, believe it or not, is so debilitating for some people that... They uh, will, like, the doctor will run after them in the room or refuse, you know, people will refuse to get injections. In the United States, we have uh, a show called Shark Tank, which, like, funds uh, all sorts of really kind of cool inventions. And one of the most popular inventions that came onto Shark Tank was something called the Buzzy Bee. So it's a, like, vibrating bee, and it's not for sexual purposes. It's to put on your arm, (laughs) although I'm sure you could use it, you know, in, in in your genital area, but it doesn't work, you know to help the fear of needles but it's a buzzy bee and you strap it on your arm and it has little like points that will 
sort of trick your nerves into not, you know, your nerves get confused essentially, and then you get an injection. And what's great about this, for anybody that suffers from a fear of needles or injections, this works, and it's been scientifically proven to work. And if you don't have the buzzy bee because it vibrates and also tricks your nerves, you can take one of those old hair rollers and cut it and then put it on your arm so that it's, your arm is feeling like points of pressure in all different places and then have the doctor give you an injection through that old hair roller. So that works. Oh, that's really Are weird. You? Yeah, that is weird. Isn't that weird? weird? Yeah. So, you know, it, it's funny because the, the art of distraction works wonders when it comes to medicine. When people are worried about giving blood or people are worried about taking a needle or having an injection of some kind or a vaccine, distraction really works wonders. So if you ever go to a pediatrician and, you know, some of the funniest pediatricians will blow like a small handheld windmill and blow bubbles and a young child who gets distracted really doesn't notice the injection as much as he or she would if you're not distracting them. This is so interesting because you have the distraction of the pressure on your arm, but you're actually just distracting your nerves. So you're having points of contact in lots of different places and it really, really diminishes that injection. And so I can I can send you some more information about that, guys, if you want to post it or even where to buy a Buzzy Bee because it, it works wonders, especially if you have this debilitating fear of needles. I When I was in school, when we got the first round of vaccines back in the day, MMR, was it the measles, mumps and rubella yeah, vaccines, whatever. Horrible. And I remember going in and, and getting it done, but one of the guys in the class, we must have been seven or eight, I yeah. think maybe at the yeah, time we got that. this done. And one of the guys in the class was having a freak attack. Oh, I'm no. talking, was screaming, was on the ground, was like kicking away was absolutely having a hysterical screaming panic attack while yeah, they were trying to give him the uh, the injection. Oh, and, and there are so many people who will just nearly at the side of a needle will just like pass out. Can't even watch it on TV. It's like, yeah. oh, nope, can't do it. I wouldn't be great with them, but, uh, you know, if you can distract myself or distract me and I look away, I'm okay. Uh, but- I, I, I nearly had a, I nearly got reintroduced to a phobia of needles uh, recently. I nearly got one because I went in to get my uh, bloods done recently and the nurse couldn't find a vein. So I had oh, this... Oh, God, uh, the worst. Oh, Oh, yep. so, it was so awkward. I had this, I don't want to, don't want to be ages now, but she was an, an elderly nurse and she came in mm. and she starts poking around my arm and then she ties <laughs> up the thing around my arm and she's looking for a vein. She goes, I think I have one here. You know when they're really uncertain oh. and you're kind of like, yeah. okay, yeah. you're about to put a syringe inside me here. So she puts one in and clips it to the little thing and no blood comes out. Uh, and I'm oh, like, you're like a pin cushion. Oh my yeah, God. I'm like, okay, yeah. cool. She's like, can you squeeze your arm there? She goes, God, this usually never happens. Oh no. <laughs> and then she went to the other arm and the exact same thing happened. So you no blood. Oh, and she went God. back to the other arm. No, she had to call someone else in. She's like, I don't know what I'm doing. This usually never happens. But And then the, another nurse came in and you could see the look on her face. She was kind of like, mm, oh, I'm sorry about this. Oh, I'll, no. I'll, I'll sort this out. And then as soon as she got one, blood was fine. Blood was flying out of me afterwards. But my, I, <laughs> it, looked like, it looked like I'd been shooting up because I had so many failed little yeah. needle holes on my arm Crack that I went out. People, people looking at me going, dude, do you need help? And I'm yeah. like, no, no, no. I was in the doctors. I'm good. I'm not, I'm not addicted to heroin at the moment. It's fine. But um, oh, yeah, God. so uh, the needles, yeah, needles... And getting blood and stuff like that can be at, a bit of a tricky one. At least that was like a fear because she's after doing it wrong. So the oh, next know, time you go yeah. and get your needles, you're going to be scared. But like my biggest fear is rats. I don't have any experience with rats when I was younger or anything else. So where do certain fears come from? Well, that's a good question. Oftentimes, you know, they will come from some sort of traumatic event that people have. So more commonly, if someone's bitten by a dog or someone experiences turbulence or they have a balloon when they're little, you know, and it pops or something like that. But 
sometimes, you know, different types of phobias can arise not from a personal event, but something that you might have seen or something that you read that you found very disturbing that you may not necessarily remember. There was a scene in 1984, the George Orwell book, where someone was tortured with rats, and that really can trigger people. You know, it, it, it's very it's very scary for people. There are different types of animals that can scare you, and you don't necessarily have to have a personal experience. Here's a crazy one, you guys. The fear of going to the bathroom or having a bowel movement in public, and this is more common than you think, okay? It's called paruresis, and it's the fear of going to the bathroom, having a bowel movement, or even urinating in public. And the problem is that if, you know, and it's experienced by women and men, sometimes we'll see these phobias are experienced in one gender or one age demographic more yeah. than the others. This one is equal. So it's women and men of all ages, and it can have real serious medical complications because there are people that will hold the bowel movement or hold their urine until they get home and they won't go at work, they, you know, will hold it and and have, you know, an accident. And it's really, really very, very debilitating. And my here's, here's a crazy story about my husband. So when we first met each other, we lived in New York City, and the apartments are very small in Manhattan. And he was at a party with a whole bunch of friends, and the apartment was a studio. So the bathroom was literally in the living space. Ugh. And we had gone for a big Mexican meal, which, of course, you know, has a lot of rice and beans. And for most people, it can cause gas, right? So my husband, who wasn't my husband at the time, he was someone I was dating, and he's also a doctor. So he was my boyfriend from medical school. He excused himself and had to go to the bathroom. And he went to the bathroom, which essentially was, like, on the living room where everybody was and talking and drinking. And um, he was having a full-blown panic attack in the bathroom because he had to let it rip. And he was so concerned that people were going to hear him. You know, like the back engine of a backfiring engine or like a motorcycle revving itself. He was so stressed out that he, you know, started to, uh, like, turn the knobs of the water to make it louder. (laughs) And it it left. You know, it it really left, you guys. I hate going to one in somebody else's house or especially in work. And I I won't have to unless I I really, really have to. But I think so many people have a fear of using the the bathroom, especially for something like that. And I might have mentioned this before, but a friend of my girlfriend's was going away with her her boyfriend or guy she was dating for their first trip away so they were still only going out a couple of months and the hotel that they had booked they didn't realise was the toilet was Oh, the, the walls, it was just glass. So there was no walls. So you could oh see, no, it wasn't clear, but it was like, what would you call it? Not, what's the word? Clay. 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 Or whatever, yeah. Um, clay, yeah. the glass, whatever. So you couldn't really see, it was, it was blurry. But she said she had an absolute freak attack because, you know, you could see someone going to the bathroom in, in through the window. And she so was you like, can't be like, I'm just going for a shower, I'll be out can't be in real minute. sexy and oh nice. God. It's like, I'm, I'm going in. I'm going in and I'm not don't come in after me but don't look but it can be really I can completely understand that kind of uh, panic attack and then sometimes if you're in someone's house and you don't realise if the if their lock on their door doesn't work oh, or yeah. it gets stuck you don't know where to jiggle the key properly no. you can have having like a mini stroke in the bathroom going oh god totally totally did you guys ever see the movie called The Bling Ring no, no. alright so The Bling Ring was about this group of like young people that would they robbed a whole bunch of celebrity houses in LA years ago and I think uh, Francis Ford Coppola's daughter made a movie about it called The Bling Ring. And it was about this group of teenagers that ran around L.A. robbing like Paris Hilton and all of these other celebrities. Rachel Bilson was interviewed at Sirius XM, where I do a radio show in the States. And she was talking about how someone who robbed her house and they go in and they 
you know, they steal just like bling, basically, like, you know, bags and high heel shoes and like jewelry. You know, they're not, it's like a small, they're making away, they they get away with like millions of dollars. But somebody robbed Rachel Bilson's house and they took a bowel movement on her toilet and left it there. Okay. (laughs) So she gets home and the thing that bothered her the most, because she has this fear and she speaks openly about it, but she has a fear of not necessarily going to the bathroom in public, but just people like doing their business in her, you know, that she doesn't know. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and she had the toilet completely removed and she installed a new toilet and no. she could not stop talking about that because like it just triggered her. She had total anxiety, she said about this. <laughs> I can Crazy. totally, I can totally get that. I, I have a weird thing. I wouldn't like, do anything that extreme but if I stay in someone's yeah. house I would turn on the shower and pretend I'm having a shower yeah hand dryers are Me another too. good one as well or a flush a pre-flush yeah a pre-flush because yeah. that has a, a lasting noise as well and can kind of uh, echo we down. have this product called it's called unicorn poop and you can spray the toilet before you go to the bathroom and it completely like neutralizes the odor oh that's so good it's great especially mm. if you're city living you know where you have one bathroom and yeah. it doesn't have a window yeah it's the worst yeah. yeah, you don't you don't want to disappoint somebody that way. You let the, the unwanted guest. The other funny story I was going to tell you guys is recently on a Delta airline, there was a woman who got stuck in the bathroom on the plane. And so they talk about claustrophobia. This is a very common fear being stuck in a place that you can't get out of. But um, this woman had a bowel movement in the plane and it wouldn't flush. Oh, no. And she and she called for she couldn't get out. She could not get out of the toilet. It was the the uh, lock was faulty. And so she rang the emergency bell for the stewardesses and you know I was reading this account in the newspaper and she was so mortified that she had gone to the bathroom not that you know everybody goes to the bathroom when they go to the plane bathroom what are you doing in there but she got stuck and so after the plan was, plane was grounded this woman it took them four hours to get her out of that bathroom <laughs> can you imagine how embarrassing <laughs> I would have filled oh, no. the whole toilet up with tissue no I just oh, oh that's yeah now do, do, what, was it actual a faulty lock or was she just so panicked that she couldn't get no, out no no it was yeah exactly that's the other thing like when, when you're under duress and when you have anxiety like you, you don't function as well like your you know your motor coordination goes down so you'd expect her not to be able to just flip that door open but no the lock like broke um, and they needed a fire department to come on to clear her <laughs> out of the bathroom oh god <laughs> You guys, the other really weird one that I actually experienced doing a psychiatry rotation was a woman who was afraid of holes. This is so weird. So it's called tripophobia, tripophobia. She's afraid of holes. So anything that has a cluster of small holes or bumps or patterns triggers a panic attack. So like if you're a photographer and you take a picture of a honeycomb or like a pomegranate, this makes this woman nuts. And what's really funny is it wasn't even considered a diagnosis until 2005. There were many reports of this, believe it or not, but it was named in 2005 and it it became part of the DSM-5, which is that American Psychiatric Association's classification of different diseases and phobias. So this made it and it triggers panic attacks and it's it's looking at strawberries or pomegranates or bubbles close up or like coral reefs or sea sponges. Holes? As in like a a hole hole. in the ground or? Like a hole. Yeah. Like a honeycomb. 
Yeah. And what would you have to do to try and get her over that fear? Well, and that's that's a really good question. So what do you do, like, when you have a phobia? What are the treatments? So the, the issue is that these phobias can be incredibly debilitating for people. So, you know, if you're afraid of, like, you know, a, a, a jaguar or some rare animal that you'd only see at the zoo, it's not going to get in the way of your daily functioning. But if you're shopping and you see honeycomb cereal or you'll see a picture of a bee hide with a honeycomb or a pomegranate, you know, that that can be tough for some people or claustrophobia or traveling in a car or over a bridge or in a tunnel. These things can really get in the way of daily functioning. So what happens is it's very important if you suffer from a phobia, most people do, as I mentioned, you want to try to get it looked at and, and the same and, and go see a therapist and talk to somebody because with a combination of desensitization type of treatments, because this is what they'll do for these specific phobias, they'll do exposure therapy where they will slowly and gradually expose somebody to what they're afraid of. So, you know, if it's a honeycomb, you can start by looking at pictures and then, you know, you can move somebody into touching things that may trigger the anxiety. But believe it or not, these phobias are all tied together because they trigger the same response in everybody. It triggers anxiety. So then you want to deal with anxiety. So you work on cognitive behavioral therapy and relaxation techniques. And then, of course, there's medication for people that potentially have these phobias that will get in the way of them traveling to work or, you know, even fear of leaving their homes. There are people that have agoraphobia. So it really depends on what the fear is and what the phobia is, but there is treatment out there and it's very important to to get it, you know, addressed because you don't want it to ruin your life. Yeah, we know one or two people in here. One, you have to yeah. give me a good idea because we'll, we'll be allowed to do it because we're getting into the Halloween month, you know, so we're allowed to scare people. It's fine. Oh, no. Our boss has a chronic fear of balloons, yep. which you mentioned earlier on. So he's away for the yeah. week. So what I might do is fill up his entire office <laughs> oh my floor God. to ceiling with balloons for the crack. I'm sure the beetle bugs uh, can give us a hand with that. They're not doing anything else. I don't think the doctor advises <laughs> that. <laughs> you know, and then, uh, and then uh, we, one of the girls in here has a chronic fear of bananas. Yeah, she does actually, yeah. You know, I'm talking like if a banana is anywhere near her, she will have uh, really? a yeah. freak attack. Yeah. Oh my God. Terrified. Can she see bananas? Like, did you see the Taylor Swift video, you guys? No. Oh, see, I'm dropping American pop culture all over you. But Taylor <laughs> Swift was just at a dental. Um, she No, no, no. I'm sorry. She had LASIK surgery for her eyes. Google yeah. that. You'll love this. And she came out of anesthesia and she was on Jimmy Fallon and her mom videoed her coming out of anesthesia with a banana and she, she didn't want this certain banana and she peeled it and she was very upset because it lost its head. She is out to lunch <laughs> on anesthesia, but it's great, you guys. Oh, it's I must so watch that. funny. We'll send that to Hannah. Yeah, we'll do you got to watch help. that. It's great. Uh, desensitizer. Um, yeah, see, b- fear of bananas. It's crazy. You know what else is nuts? There are people that are afraid of relaxing. What do you do what? with that? Fear of relaxing. And believe it or not, like, this is not very common, but for some people and people that you may know that are really, really wound up, that anxiety and stress is sort of their MO, their modus operandi. This is like the, the mode that they operate on. Yep. They can start to try to relax, listen to music or go jogging or do yoga. And then all of a sudden, when those feelings of relaxation ensue, they start to feel very, very anxious. So they have the whole prodrome where your heart rate goes up and your breathing goes up and your muscles tense. Um, and they just can't relax. There's no way they can unwind because it causes more anxiety, which I think 
would just suck. Now, you know? yeah. is that because of the, maybe this this horrifically stressful working world where you're always meant to yeah. be on and you're always accessible by email and you're always you feel really really bad if you're not hustling if you're not working extra nine to five or you know twenty hour days. I think you have a good point there, Cormac. I think that um, because our society has sped up tremendously with social media and always being able to reach your employee employer, there's nowhere you can go to hide. That I bet this has triggered this type of you know anxiety induced relaxation um, without a doubt. I bet there are more and more cases of this because people are on all the time and you're expected to be on and you're expected to look good and there's just so much pressure on people. So I think relaxation-induced anxiety is probably, you know, up compared to the way it was years and years ago when people didn't have, you know, the 9 to 9 work day or the 8 to 8. Is the only way you can treat that with medication then? Because if they start even kind of going to relax, they, they, mm. they freak themselves out. Like, what do you do with that person? I'd highly recommend a yeah. massage. But they can't because they'll freak out. They'll be like, oh, I'm relaxing, damn it, now I'm panicking. Right, no, and that's, and that's a good point. I think, absolutely, I think this kind of fear and this kind of anxiety would probably be helped with medication to start with and then therapy that exposes you to the feelings of relaxation slowly and then you can pull the medication off people that's you know this is what I wanted to say like I know that we do this like humorously but what's really really important is that we all live with stress and anxiety and I think that when it gets in the way of your daily functioning and your everyday life it's really important to get it addressed by a medical health professional because there's so much help out there and so many people live you know with they live without they live you know hiding it under a rug without it getting treated and it's something they cope with and you you don't need to. So there is treatment involved for all of these phobias, as crazy as they are. You know, doctors have seen everything. Just like the other day, Sarah show we did, like crazy things that work in the come into the emergency room. Yeah. Um, doctors have seen everything, so you should never be embarrassed to go in and say, you know, you're anxious over holes or your <laughs> bowel movement. You know what I mean? Or or your your partner's penis. Whatever it is, they'll treat it for you. <laughs> That's good to know. That's good. Um, well, listen, Doctor Wider, it's always a pleasure having you on the show. It's Dr. Wider on Twitter uh, if you want to check her out we will share all your links and uh, links to your social media channels from FM104's account but thanks for popping on this evening again we'll chat to you again soon thanks God talk to you soon when you need mealtime inspiration it's worth shopping Kroger where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie and no matter what tasty choice you make you'll enjoy our everyday low prices plus extra ways to save like digital coupons worth over $600 each week you can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points more savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time Kroger fresh for everyone fuel restrictions apply